Hi, this is Ben, and welcome to Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and giving you glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is a personal project for entertainment and is not professional medical advice. The views expressed here are my own and are not the views of my medical school. So this week was a transition week in our medical curriculum. It doesn't have a full um, hard science component, but we finished our medical first responder training. And our capstone experience was at a regional first responder training facility in Kalamazoo County. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. It was an awesome day um, with lots of simulations and great experiences. And part of Transition Week was to introduce us to the active citizenship component of our curriculum, which is where we get to work with community leaders and nonprofit organizations around Kalamazoo area. We also had a day of service with some of these organizations. So it was a pretty busy week, even though we didn't have a big commitment for um, new material in the sciences. I'll start off with my day of service activity, which was doing some work with the Chef Therapeutic Riding Center a little bit east of Kalamazoo. And they're an equine riding center, which is provided to provide therapy for people with um, different kinds of needs, different types of motor disabilities or neuromuscular problems or even rehab from different um, injuries or medical conditions. Um, The motion of a horse actually mimics in some ways the way that humans, um, especially babies, crawl. So the therapeutic riding actually can help train babies that have some sort of, or children with some sort of delay in their ability to walk. It can help them uh, by giving them a gait pattern that they can mimic in their crawling. And I'm probably not stating exactly the way that the benefits of that work, but um, that's kind of what I took home from the introduction that we got. Our big task for the day was actually clearing some trails So once we got our introduction from one of the leaders of the organization, we went out with some of the staff and prepared for one of their big donation events, which is a trail ride for a lot of their donors. And uh, we just got to walk through some beautiful forest country and and clear some of the overhanging uh, brambles and brush from the sides of the trails to make sure that it was safe for the riders that were going to be coming through later, uh, I think at the beginning of October. The center's riding activities have been cut back a little bit, and they're only allowing people right now who are able to ride independently because they don't want to have too many support handlers close by due to social distancing for COVID. But they still seem to be doing well, and so it's um, exciting to think about maybe getting to work with them again later once there's more volunteering opportunities. Another big highlight of the week was actually getting to speak with many of the leaders from all sorts of different community organizations around Kalamazoo. So we had two different sessions where the CEOs and directors of different organizations came in and actually spoke with our class about the work that those organizations do. And I found a lot of it really interesting. Um, One of the things that I was very interested in was in the Kalamazoo Literacy Council. That's that's a, a topic that I've focused on in the past. And according to the Literacy Council, 13% 
of adults in Kalamazoo County struggle to read, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and obviously there's tie-ins to medicine because having literacy is going to be really important for being able to comply with medical directions and to learn and inform yourself about health. So that seems like something that's really important. Um, their classes have been hit really hard by the COVID social distancing issue. Um, so their numbers are way down, but one of the things that they've pivoted toward is trying to eliminate the digital divide in Kalamazoo to get uh, a lot more people access to laptops or communication devices like tablets that'll let them take classes online for their literacy. So I think that I'd be really interested in helping in both of those capacities to help directly with the literacy, but also perhaps to work on some sort of projects to address the digital divide as well. Another organization that I hadn't really known about before this, um, this session with the active citizenship at WMED was the YWCA. And they really see their role in Kalamazoo as eliminating racism and also addressing domestic violence and providing a variety of support services. And one of the things that they said was that, which I found really um, interesting, was they said that on average, a victim of domestic violence tries to leave home 11 times before they finally are able to make, make it stick, um, I guess, find a new home that's permanent and avoid ever going back to that abusive situation. So 11 times that someone on average will try to leave before that actually happens. I don't know that that's a Kalamazoo specific statistic, but it's a pretty shocking example of how we really need to be helping these people that, that need to find alternatives to where they're living, safe alternatives. So let me talk about another highlight of the week, which was the capstone for our medical first responder and disaster life support training. And that was on Friday took place at this regional training center for first responder activities. The fire departments train there. I think the police departments and EMS sometimes train there as well. And it's a pretty big compound with one uh, building that inside of it has a simulated, the simulated facades of, of sort of a city street for doing different kinds of trainings that would take place on a city street. And then, uh, there's also a tall building that the fire department set up ropes on that we could uh, try rappelling down from, which was super cool. The fire department also brought the jaws of life and their car extrication tools. So we got to observe and even participate in dismantling the doors of a car. And eventually, once all the doors were off, we took off the entire roof of the car. So that was a lot of fun. We got to dress up in the fire, fire department turnout gear like boots, pants, jacket, helmet, gloves. Um, <clears throat> it's cool to see the the things that they go through and to learn a little bit of, from them about what it takes to get somebody out of a car. And then we also had a mass casualty incident simulation where four of our groups got together and we were tasked to enter this building with the simulated street scene inside the building all the lights are off they had a fog machine going and we were wearing helmets with headlamps so it looked like the x-files where you'd have beams of light from your headlamps just kind of shining through the fog and then there was speakers playing from the boston city 
marathon bombing. And there were about 15 or 20 actors scattered around inside of these simulated buildings and on the street. And we had to use the triage skills that we had learned last week in order to try to get all of the, all of the victims that could walk or that needed to be carried but we're still alive out of the buildings and to treatment. And that was a really awesome uh, example of stress inoculation, which is the idea of putting us in a difficult situation when there's nothing really at stake. So that when we're in a serious real situation, we've already kind of gotten through the stress and gotten over that sort of tunnel vision, heart pounding kind of adrenaline overload that you can get in that type of an environment. So those are the big things from this week. Next week, we start genetics and metabolic disorders, sort of the part two of metabolic disorders because we covered a few in the last course. And I'm really excited about this one. I've done a bit of genetics, uh, took a few classes on that in my biology undergrad, but it's been a while, so some things have changed and they've learned a lot since then. So I really can't wait to see the current state of the art in genetics and also to learn about how we can apply that to actual medical problems. I want to give a big thank you to my friend David Funkhauser for recording and composing the intro music that we're using for the podcast. Thanks a lot, Dave. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at b-r-o-o-t at fastmail.com. <laughs>